Welcome to AZ TechCast, sponsored by the Arizona Technology Council, with your hosts, Steve Zylstra and Karen Nowitz. AZ TechCast is dedicated to covering innovation and technology in Arizona and beyond. Broadcasted monthly, AZ TechCast invites leading experts to have real conversations about what is happening in the tech sector across the state of Arizona. From regional news to innovative startups, companies, and emerging technologies, AZ TechCast covers the critical issues and economic trends propelling the state's growing tech ecosystem. Public-private partnerships play a pivotal role in Arizona's economic development and positioning the state as an attractive place for technology companies to do business. So what are some of the partnerships contributing to Arizona's continued growth? And on that note, welcome to Phoenix Business Radio X. I'm Karen Nowicki, president and owner of Phoenix Business Radio X, and I look forward to welcoming you to AZ TechCast, sponsored by the Arizona Technology Council. AZ TechCast is dedicated to covering innovation and technology in Arizona and beyond. Broadcasted monthly, AZ TechCast invites tech and business experts to have real conversations about what's happening across the state of Arizona. AZ TechCast discusses the critical issues, topics, and trends propelling the state's growing tech ecosystem. And with that, join me in giving a warm welcome to today's featured guests. We have Ryan Hendricks, General Manager of ASU Cloud Innovation Center, powered by AWS. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. We, we know who he is with that background there. <laughs> Go Devils. <laughs> and Shelby Hunsaker, Southwest Region Public Policy Manager at Amazon Web Services. Welcome, Shelby. Happy to have you. Thank you. And Vic Narusis, I hope I said that correct. I know you've been on with us before. How did I do with your last name? You know, you did fine. I've been called worse. That'll work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pronounce it for us, please. Narusis. Narusis. All right. Not too bad. Exec- yeah. Executive Vi- Vice President of Business Development at the Arizona Commerce Authority. Welcome to all three of you. And also with us today and Every time we have uh, AZ TechCast on with us, or most every time, Stephen Zalstra with AZ Tech Council and the SciTech Institute. Welcome back, Steve. Thank you. It's always great to be here. We are looking forward to learning and discussing how collaborations between industry, government, and education are shaping Arizona's future. We have a lot of ground to cover, so let's go ahead and dive in. And we're going to start by asking each of you to briefly introduce yourselves and the role that you play in your organization and how that plays out in the Arizona's tech ecosystem. Ryan, would you be willing to start for us? Yeah, absolutely. So Ryan Hendricks. I manage ASU Cloud Innovation Center. As we said, it's a partnership between Arizona State University and Amazon Web Services and really the greater Phoenix area. We're focused on uh, working with cities to solve challenges and help in the digital transformation journey. So all the work that we do is at no cost to the city. This is sponsored uh, by our enterprise technology office at Arizona State University and Amazon. And the solutions that we create, uh, we we uh, publish open source on our website. So the whole idea is whatever we make for the communities, we want to be able to offer those uh, to communities around the world and scale them. And then I also work with uh, partnerships, uh, our partnership portfolios. So some of the other partnerships with the Enterprise Technology Office that we can talk about today as well. Great. Becker Shelby, jump in there. I'm happy to go. Thanks for having us on today, and I look forward to this conversation. I'm Shelby Hunsaker. I'm the Southwest Region Public Policy Manager for Amazon Web Services. I've been based here in Phoenix and have been working in the state political environment here for roughly eight years. 
I'm sure we all have heard of Amazon, but what is AWS? Well, Amazon Web Services was born from the backend infrastructure that hosts all we know makes up Amazon. It was so successful that we wanted to share our cloud infrastructure with our customers. So in 2006, AWS began offering those IT services to businesses known as cloud computing. And we provide that on-demand IT service to individuals, companies, and governments, providing that agility and security of being on the cloud. And within that public policy space, I work as a brand ambassador for AWS amongst the state and local leaders, being a resource to them as they consider some of that policy that impacts the tech industry. And good afternoon. I'm Vic Narusis. I'm the executive vice president at the Arizona Commerce Authority. The Arizona Commerce Authority is the state of Arizona's economic development agency. We work to bring new business to Arizona and help the ones that are already here to continue to grow and thrive. Um, I think I have one of the coolest jobs available. Um, I get to work with companies not only all over the state, but all over the country and all, all over the world. In addition to managing the team of 13 here headquartered in Phoenix, I manage our foreign offices in Germany in Israel, Mexico, and within about a week in Taiwan and South Korea. So welcome, everyone. Look forward to speaking with you. Follow those acts, Steve. (laughs) Fantastic introductions. And Steve, we always love to hear what you're up to and and how it is that we all came to be here together. Well, I'm sorry, Vic. Uh, I have the coolest job in the world. (laughs) Fair Uh, enough. And I'm the president and CEO of the Arizona Technology Council and the SciTech Institute. Uh, we're a statewide organization. We have offices in Phoenix and Tucson. We have around 750 uh, member companies. We do public policy advocacy. We do um, over 100 events a year. We have many publications. We negotiate lower cost products and services on behalf of our members. So. We're a trade association for science and technology-based enterprises, and I'm happy to say that both AWS and ASU are members, and ACA is a strategic partner. Excellent. Thank you all again for being here on a Friday, no less, Friday afternoon when the weather is beautiful. And we know this because we just finished up a monumentous month for economic development right here in Arizona between the gorgeous weather Super Bowl, Waste Management Open, and the TSMC announcing plans to expand its investment. Would love to hear from each of you how your organizations have been supporting this month's activities. Sure. So it it has been a busy month or two. A lot of planning went into all of those events. I think many of you know that TSMC is the the world's number one uh, supplier of chips that are essential in the manufacturing of all those microprocessors that we use in our cars, our phones, and our laptops, they are right there with Intel, an important player on the world scene, and increasingly important due to the increasing global events in Asia. So they have looked to de-risk themselves by moving uh, some of their operations out of Taiwan. And they identified uh, Arizona as their place to land As a result of that, they have announced investments now totaling $40 billion and over 4,500 employees. We have been working with them, even though they announced in 2020, we began working with them in 2013. Sandra Watson, our president, began to work with them. And for seven years, we worked to to bring them here to Arizona to add very intentionally to our very strong semiconductor ecosystem. 
one that we are trying to make one of the largest in the world. These companies not only are strategically important for everything we use every day, but for our national defense, and they bring great paying jobs to the state of Arizona. And maybe that's the most important thing at the end of the day. So we're very busy with that. I think many of you know the president was in town as well. The governor, the president that was there, Sandra was there. It was quite an event that we were very, very excited about. And they have had 13 of their suppliers follow them. And we are working with quite a number of others to come along to support them. So it will have a very significant impact on the ecosystem and on bringing some additional great paying jobs, not only to the Phoenix area, but throughout the state. So we're excited about that. And then certainly um, with the waste management open and the Super Bowl, oh my gosh, we, we leveraged both of those events. Of course, I forgot to turn that off. We hosted 70 executives from around the world um, to work to identify for them Arizona as a possible place for their business. We do this event on a smaller scale every year, but this year we increased the participation significantly in participation with the NFL, and it was extremely successful. Um, we've heard back very positive things from the attendees. And we hope to report out some successes here very soon as a result of, of both of those events. So, yeah, it was a great month and uh, kick off to a great year. So, By the way, so, Vic, so true. Go ahead. I, I just want to mention to Vic that uh, there was an announce, another announcement from TSMC that okay. they're adding another $3.5 billion onto the $40 right. billion. And, of course, that's just the tip of the iceberg given all of their suppliers that are moving here and all the construction and so on. So it's just an incredible opportunity for the state of Arizona. So thank you for that. Yeah, their suppliers are gonna um, add certainly well over a billion in additional capital investment and thousands of jobs as well. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Vic. Uh, it's been an exciting start to 2023 for so many organizations and AWS has a great relationship with TSMC, so it's wonderful to see their work grow in the state and what their presence means for that future growth, too. Uh, as for all the exciting sporting events, AWS is actually the cloud provider for both the PGA Tour and NFL, and we are really excited to be at the center of the sports innovation that we were able to experience as fans during the Super Bowl and the Waste Management Open the last few weeks. So. That was really exciting for us to participate in. As an example, the NFL Next Gen Stats is powered by AWS, and it was especially exciting to see that product utilized during the Super Bowl this year in our home state. We were also a part of the Open as the PGA Tour tees up with AWS, pun intended there. One of the innovative solutions developed on AWS is called Every Shot Live, which allows fans to follow their favorite player as they move around the course. And this experience mimics how fans would watch live golf tournaments in person. And it was one of the first of its kind products that the PGA Tour had. So at the Open, we have the exciting opportunity to showcase that product live and in person for state leaders during a behind the tech tour of the production studios. This provided a great example for leaders to see this innovation at work behind these sporting events and how these similar technologies could benefit the public sector. So a lot of good work being being done in the in the state. Well, I was I was there for five days at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and it was an incredible opportunity for this the state to really showcase all kinds of technology. And in addition to AWS, 
Cox was providing the uh, Wi-Fi, and there was all there was technology everywhere. So it was really a cool opportunity for the state to showcase itself. That's right. Yeah, I I, att I attended uh, Steve for the first time in about twenty years, and I I made it there two days. I couldn't believe it. You know, the sixteenth hole is a complete stadium. The nineteenth hole has become a stadium. It's really quite an experience. I, I was telling somebody I was with, I said, this has sort of become our Kentucky Derby. It's like everyone comes out in the springtime to see and be seen, to enjoy the beautiful weather, whether they're interested in golf or not. I believe we may have crossed the million uh, attendee mark this year. I know we've been close the last couple of years. I don't know. I hadn't heard anything officially. I don't know if anyone else has. Well, there's 325,000 people there just on Saturday. I know that. Sunday. Yeah, and I was there Tuesday and Friday. It was, it was probably close. Pretty incredible. And and uh, we don't want to forget about the Barrett Jackson uh, car auction uh, for for those who may have attended or or watched it uh, on uh, on TV like I did. So many great things going on in the spring. So just real quick, I'll, I'll mention. I think we touched on some great stuff, uh, Vic. You were talking about TSMC, obviously the creation of thousands of jobs, and so. Uh, who better to help uh, skill that, upskill that workforce in Arizona State University? We take that responsibility very seriously. I mean, obviously, that's part of our charter and our design aspirations of leveraging our place in society, of being socially embedded in society and having principled innovation. So those are things that we're working on. We have uh, courses where we have students that are actually embedded in the administration of these types of events at the at the um, Super Bowl and the and the Open. Uh, where students uh, work with administrators, volunteer, and then also have administrators come and work with the students in classes. So that's kind of fun. Um, we also had one other thing I'll mention about this year was the Thunderbird School of Global Management did uh, sort of an immersive technology um, uh, tour in downtown Phoenix where you could use uh, extended reality goggles or glasses to see what buildings looked like 50 or 70 years ago and also get information about the area as you progress up to current day. So that was a really kind of neat experience as well uh, for a lot of the students. And we had former NFL players that uh, participated in that also. So as you can imagine, ASU, huge part of the events going on and uh, part of what we'll be doing in the next five to 10 years to upskill our workforce. Uh, and we'll talk again, we'll talk more about that as we go. Well, it, it's, it's no secret that um, some of our success as a result, particularly in the economic development realm, is a result of private-public partnerships. And several of you have uh, inferred or mentioned partnerships. Uh, how, how do these public-private uh, partnerships uh, make Arizona an attractive place, especially for technology companies? Well, Steve, maybe if I can jump on that. You're part of an organization that um, we have a, a strong relationship with, the Arizona Tech Council, and that supports the work of the SciTech Institute uh, and all their programming. And that relationship has been critical to advance an increasingly technology-oriented workforce. Um, and all those folks aren't four-year engineers. The production workers, right, themselves are really needed to have Increasing level, uh, increasing level of technological skills. So, you know, the work that that we're able to do with you and the Tech Council is is really important to all of that. And then certainly, we have these these great partnerships, which are essential. That that Ryan started to allude to as it relates to workforce. Um, I think when people think of semiconductor companies or these really high tech companies, they think that everybody there is an engineer and 
engineers are uh, and PhDs are critically integral to the success of those organizations. Yet at the same time, about 70% of the workforce doesn't require a four-year degree. So while ASU provides really strong engineering, the largest engineering school in the country, by the way, with over 30,000 enrolled, that is something no other state can say. Maricopa Community Colleges um, and Intel, TSMC, have created a new relationship called the Semiconductor Technician Program to work to train those folks that don't need a four-year degree to be successful uh, at TSMC. And then certainly, you know, when when Lucid came in, um, we worked closely with them and Central Arizona College to create what's called Drive 48 uh, Workforce Training Center to help tech up, if you will, individuals to work uh, work there. And, and over 2,000 have gone through that program in the last year and a half or a little bit longer. And they've Lucid's hired over 1,000 of those folks. Uh, and we're looking to duplicate that in, in six more locations uh, in various industries around the state. So there's lots of great examples of that. Ryan can talk about the macro technology works and, and all sorts of things. And, and I'm sure Shelby's got great examples too, but these, these relationships are essential. And I don't think we really appreciate how different that makes Arizona and why these companies are coming to Arizona. This is not the norm. This is really special. And it's really at the heart of this unique culture we have here in Arizona. That, that I saw immediately when I came here from Illinois over three years ago, where this amazing fusion of California technology and Midwestern work ethic. And we all came here to try to do something we couldn't do back home. And we're open to new things and new ideas. And it just flows through to everything. We don't have the barriers that you see across the country. And, and these programs are great examples of it. Yeah, Vic, I wanted to add on there that uh, America Maricopa Community College also has a program with Intel, another member of the Tech Council, focused on artificial intelligence becoming increasingly important in just about everything uh, that we do. And that's another great example of a corporation, you know, working with a community college. And like you said, I'm sure Ryan has a lot more to say about that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll jump in just real quick because I... I um... I remember Vic, uh, a colleague I worked with about three years ago, came from the East Coast and was working with us at the Cloud Innovation Center and said, you know, I came here because we can do things in the greater Phoenix area that we can't do on the East Coast. Uh, you know, our, we have 22 cities and municipalities that are open to working together, to collaborating, to innovating in ways that, I, as you said, it's not, it's not as common as you might think uh, amongst cities. So I think you know that's an important message, one of collaboration. Uh, and from ASU's standpoint, I think that it's something that we always want to say to businesses and to public entities alike: we're open for collaboration. You know, we're a stalwart of the community. We're we're um, uh, you know it's critically important that we're working uh, to help advance uh, the communities and and uh, the business development piece. And so we're always happy to collaborate, uh, whether that's you know in collaborative spaces across the university. Uh, and it takes many different forms. Um, obviously, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, student talent is a huge factor in terms of attracting businesses. You made an interesting point, Vic, about not every job or skill set, you know, uh, maybe necessarily requires a degree, uh, although obviously every student can benefit from one. Um, I think ASU did something really strategic during the pandemic, which was launching the ASU Learning Enterprise, which is really driven towards K to grave, I guess, as they say, or lifelong learners. I think now they say K to grave or lifelong learning. 
which is, of course, focused on learners of all ages and not just degree seeking or diploma seeking, but for many that want a certification, you know, and that's not something that the traditional university has offered uh, 20 years ago, but today is becoming much, much more common. As Shelby can tell you, Amazon Web Services has their own certifications, and so we've collaborated with them in many ways to help uh, help the community both learn and utilize those uh, those certifications uh, in their professional uh, lives. Yeah, just really quickly, Ryan, I, I loved the word collaboration, and you used it frequently, and I think that's the best way to describe these kinds of relationships between public and private sector and providing a growing network in our state for both businesses and even government sector to leverage these innovative technologies through modernized workforce and to continue to grow businesses. Um, I'm excited that that Ryan is here uh, from the ASU Cloud Innovation Center because I think that that is a really great example of one way we are working with the public sector in Arizona um, to provide some of these these kinds of activities. Uh, the, collabor- the collaboration model that we have with the Kick allows AWS to share innovative processes and cloud expertise to solve pressing regional and community challenges, just like Ryan stated. And on top of that, ASU staffs the Kick with those additional industry experts, faculty, right. student researchers, and that result of that relationship is pretty special as well. And you know what? That's not common. A lot of states have real challenges bringing industry into the classroom. And again, that is what makes us unique here too. We're just finding ways to get things done. I want to jump on that before we move to the the next question. Vic, you kind of alluded to this and I'm smiling ear to ear. I opened Phoenix Business Radio X. It's almost been six years. And I remember in that first year to year and a half, some of the conversations we had with industry leaders across all verticals was this maybe uh, Arizona with a question mark above it. Like, who are we and and what are we going to call ourselves? I'm amazed to see throughout all these kinds of conversations, not just through AZ TechCast, when Steve and I are here together with our guests and panels, all of the hosts of our shows, we are now saying the same thing that Vic just kind of shared with us around Mm -hmm. this, this uniqueness, this rich uniqueness around collaboration amongst so many stakeholders in our state. And and we are the wild, wild west when it comes to freedom and creation and creativity. So thank you. I want to pull that soundbite, Vic, that you shared with us because it beautifully summarized what I've been feeling and sensing. And I know Steve has too uh, throughout these last several years. We are are showing up on the map uh, in big ways and in so many different ways. Wouldn't you say so, Steve? Yeah, well, I I serve on the um, um, Life Sciences Roadmap Steering Committee Bioscience Roadmap Steering Committee, and uh, we like to describe it uh, as a collaborative gene. That that's what we have here in Arizona, and mm-hmm. uh, and you see it everywhere. You know, I, I've lived in a lot of other cities, and you know, organizations like the Tech Council and other associations and chambers and so on. Sometimes there's a lot of this that goes on, right? That doesn't happen here. We mm-hmm. all collaborate. Uh, you know, with the chambers with GPAC with ACA, uh, everybody's working together, sort of oaring in the same direction toward the same goal. And, uh, you know, there are going to be challenges and barriers and things like that that we have, have to overcome. They're a lot easier to overcome when we're all working on it together. That's right. 
grabbing that soundbite too. <laughs> Thank you. So we've had a great uh, initial 25 minutes or so. I want to make sure before we move on to some of the other questions that we have a chance to have you share more examples, if there are, I'm sure there are, that come to mind around public-private partnerships that your organizations are a part of. Are there any more that, that we want to make sure we give shout outs and, and attention to? Ryan had mentioned the certifications that AWS provides. I think that's a great example just from the workforce development piece. Uh, back in 2020, AWS worked with Arizona leaders on a statewide plan to train and certify at least 5,000 Arizona students in cloud computing. The state's career and technical education districts, community colleges, and universities used the AWS Academy programs to train students with these skills. By collaborating with these education institutions, we were able to inspire and educate a future workforce to prepare for these high demand tech jobs that we're now experiencing from this additional tech ecosystem growth. So I think with the public-private collaborations like these, we, we want to remove the barriers to growth by providing expertise to improve the experience for the public sector and spur more economic and workforce development in Arizona, which we think is going to benefit that overall tech ecosystem. Yeah, and I've got a whole laundry list, but I want to mention one in particular, and it's the Arizona Advanced Technology Network. It started out as a collaboration between the community colleges in Pima Pinal and Maricopa counties, and it was driven by industry. You know, when a business comes to town, um, they're looking for that workforce. They're looking for research, right? They're looking for that assistance. In just about any other place you go in the country, if they were to do that in another state, they'd have to go to three distinct community college systems and go through three different sets of curriculum and try and, and put together three different programs. Industry and the ACA and the community colleges in those three counties initially worked together to bring together that Arizona Advanced Technology Network to unify the curriculum of those three community colleges, not make them the same, but plus or minus 80% of the curriculum is, is similar so that when a, a business comes to the area, they, they can work with three community colleges that seem like they're it, it's all one, right? It's really easy. And that's a big part of why they come here. It's easy to do it. And I go back to this collaboration that I mentioned, right? It's a real culture. We, we talk about Texas's culture. We talk about California's culture. We have a culture too. And it's this collaboration culture that, that really brings people here like no other state and brings business here too. So that advanced technology, Arizona Advanced Technology Network, that now all the community colleges participate in is a great example of how industry and government and our community colleges are working together on that public-private partnership to bring great jobs, um, for Arizona students that meet the needs of business all at the same time. Yeah, the great example of this, uh, Nick, we had uh, out of the Cloud Innovation Center yesterday, we had the CIO's office uh, from Maricopa uh, Community Colleges uh, visiting, talking about our cloud journey. Um, you're absolutely right when you talk about collaboration. Again, part of, part, you know, that's, I think, something that we all take seriously within cities, but also within universities. Uh, our goals are the same in terms of educating this generation and the next generation, and, and we're happy to share ideas and best practices for that. Uh, so I think that's a, that's a really important point that we make consistently here, but I don't think can be overstated because, again, uh, we don't want to take it for granted. Now, we, we talked early on about the incredible success of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the Super Bowl, the 
Jackson event and so on. Are there other, and those were sports sort of related. What about other areas? Have, have there been massive successes of private-public partnerships that we should note here in Arizona? You know, when I mentioned that Drive 48 between the Arizona Commerce Authority, Lucid Motors, and Central Arizona College down in, in Pinal County, um, that was specifically built uh, as a way to bring Lucid Motors here, uh, Motor Trend Car of the Year, right? Great vehicle. That was a big part of what brought them here. Not only did it look good on paper, but it's been probably the most significant source of their employment by these organizations coming together on a, a true P3. And now we've seen how well that works and, and we're gonna do at least five or six more of these. It's extremely powerful and beneficial, again, not just for business, but to align training and education with the needs of business so that the residents of Arizona get these great paying jobs that, yeah, they're in a factory, but boy, there's a lot of technology that goes on in these, in these advanced manufacturing facilities. And if you ever have a chance and fortunate enough to take a tour through Lucid to see what that's like, you would be amazed. It is not the manufacturing facility your parents thought of, or even many of us thought of as we were going through school and reading about it. So, Vic, I started my career in the automotive industry uh, in the Detroit area, and I got to tour Lucid, and it's just remarkable how manufacturing has transformed and the sophistication and the need for digital platforms to support all the manufacturing, um, you know, all their information and data is in the cloud. It's transformational. And, you know, we really had a nascent automotive industry before yeah. Uh, that began, right? We didn't really have that workforce like we do in, in semiconductors. So that was uh, definitely a critical partnership. Any, any other successes anyone wants to mention? Well, I do want to mention one more thing about that Drive 48 program. So I mentioned ACA, which is the state, and Central Arizona College and, and, and Lucid, but really the, the, the fourth element to make that all work were equipment suppliers, right? ACA built the building, Central Arizona housed the, the operations. Lucid worked with the community college for instructors, but then equipment suppliers put the equipment in the facility on which these individuals are trained. So, I mean, it's, it's a P3 at so many levels, just an extremely powerful in terms of high impact and outcomes that it, it's, it's really important how industry can really support. A lot of times industry gets a little bit challenged uh, about being focused on just themselves, but but clearly here in Arizona, we work with industry differently. Again, that culture of collaboration that we see primarily in the state, um, I think one of the biggest successes from my point of view is Arizona's willingness to work with the growing tech industry present in order to make the state continue to flourish and be attractive place to invest. By Holistically building these relationships across sectors and industries, we're earning trust with one another. And I think that is likely to cultivate more industry engagement, promote further innovation and benefit current and future economic development in the state of Arizona. Ryan, yeah. you want to wrap this up? <laughs> sure. I'll make it quick. I know we're going to be heading to break soon. I can't even begin to do justice for all of the partnerships that ASU has. I can speak a little bit to some of the work that we're doing with the Enterprise Technology Office. We've talked about Amazon and the Cloud Innovation Center. 
we've touched on for just a second about the Cox Collaboratory and the work we're doing there, uh, which is some of the same community work uh, in terms of solving uh, problems, but with a different technology stack. And, and, um, and as you mentioned earlier, Vic, uh, Cox has provided uh, you know, networking uh, for the entire uh, open and looking for opportunities uh, to continue to support uh, underserved populations and, and from providing additional connectivity that obviously became a major issue uh, during the, the pandemic. Um, Zoom partnerships, Apple, there's many. I, I want to mention real quick Dreamscape for any that aren't aware of Dreamscape Immersive or Dreamscape Learn. Uh, it's a fantastic experience at the university, a virtual reality experience uh, where you can, um, you know, you have the sensors on your hands and feet, you have the backpack, you're in the full room, you know, with the floor moving and the fans on you. Uh, but what they've done is gone a step beyond this now to where they've integrated it into like a biology 100 class. And now they're using the virtual reality for students that are in the biology classes. And we've already seen incredibly good uh, results in terms of retention uh, around that engagement, as high as 9% increase in engagement and scores uh, just for one course for hundreds of students that have done it. So those are, those are certainly uh, things that we celebrate as we continue to partner uh, to improve uh, student education. And, 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 and you know, in reality, uh, products for private sector, right? This is a win-win for everybody. And, and at the end of the day, I think that's uh, a real advantage. All of us that are in this industry have the best jobs in the world, Vic and Steve, because, uh, because we all get to work with private sector and public sector to help drive these innovations for our communities. And keep, keep the good people here in Arizona, right? We've got so many things to offer. It's fantastic. Before we move on to the last portion of our conversation today, which I'm really excited and very proud to be part of, we'd like to thank Vic and the Arizona Commerce Authority team, AZ TechCast 2023 Innovation Sponsor. The Arizona Commerce Authority is the state's leading economic development organization with a streamlined mission to grow and strengthen Arizona's economy. Let's hear from the ACA. Our streamlined pro-business approach helps you achieve more by putting less between you and future success. Less red tape, lower taxes, less distance separating you from the tech leaders of tomorrow. This innovative ecosystem will supply your business with tools and resources to compete in the 21st century and beyond. But your future is more than just business success. In Arizona, the lifestyle you want is at your fingertips. Explore cities known for their Southwest heritage and modern vision. Enjoy beautiful scenery and endless outdoor activities on land, water, or snow. And if you're looking for a little friendly competition, we've got plenty of teams to choose from. With constant sunshine, vibrant culture, and natural wonder, Arizona provides a style of living that's entirely unique. People from all over the world call our state home. From student leaders who fill the classrooms of our top-ranked universities to a skilled and abundant workforce that's ready for what's next. To the neighbors, friends, and peers we interact with daily, Arizonans are united by a pioneering spirit that moves us forward. So as you look to the future, know that it's filled with the perfect balance of innovation and high quality living that makes life better here. We've talked a lot now about P3s and this, the impact and success uh, that we've had in the state. 
but there uh, are also sometimes barriers, or let me call them opportunities, that if we can overcome them, uh, P3s can have an even a bigger impact uh, on Arizona and our economy. Uh, can, can you talk about some of the barriers you've seen or, again, opportunities? Sure, I'm, I'm happy to jump in. So sorry. Ladies I'm first. Ladies first. <laughs> Thanks. First off, there are far more opportunities and barriers when it comes to building those effective relationships that can contribute to the positive impacts in the state. Uh, there's just so much growth and industry expansion in Arizona, and I think our biggest opportunity is to support responsible growth as new and existing businesses continue to expand into the state. And I think that we would all agree Arizona is well-suited to support tech industry growth, uh, but I think that the public-private collaborations could further support thoughtful resource planning. That water remains top of mind for the state, especially when it comes to attracting new businesses. And I think there are a lot of examples, the public-private collaborations from other states that could be beneficial for Arizona to consider as well. Uh, an example that comes top of mind for me is the collaborations that come from the Northwest in Umatilla, Oregon, where AWS worked with local leaders to develop a sustainable solution to recycle the water used in our AWS data center regions. AWS invested in miles of new pipeline to deliver the water to existing canals, allowing 96% of cooling water from AWS data centers to be reused in nearby communities. And this helped manage the flow and availability of the water for farming in the region and provided a new source of water for local farmers and residents. As water continues to be a major focus in Arizona, we think there's a lot of opportunity for the state to replicate similar collaborations like this one to benefit our local communities. Yeah, water's uh, an important issue um, and a real opportunity for, for public-private partnerships. You know, I think especially folks from east of the Mississippi, when they read uh, some of the publications about the challenges of the Colorado, right, and, and the, the, the dry cycle we're going through here, which, by the way, is a cyclical sort of seasonal thing that that on average is a 20 to 25 year kind of cycle and we're toward the tail end of that 20 or 25 years and boy with all the rain that we're seeing in California and Arizona here the last year may, maybe we're starting to begin to exit that and and go into that bit wetter cycle but but during during these periods when we do have these the, these dry periods it's it's really essential that we be thoughtful and and be planning uh, ahead for the future. And so when the Colorado has changes, we're not at risk because of so many public-private partnerships that we've engaged at at so many levels. You know, we only get about a third of our water from the Colorado here in Arizona, whereas when you look at Las Vegas, it's over 90%, right? And so we're not at nearly the same level as risk. at risk. However, that doesn't mean it's still not an important issue. And so you know, we work to identify other sources of water. And one of those other important sources of water, Shelby talked about, is recycling water, right? Gray water is what it's called quite frequently. And reusing it, whether we put it into the aquifers, whether we recycle it, um, whether we use it for watering lawns, which are large water users, right? Let's use TSMC as an example. Um, right now, they're um, recycling over half of their water 
right? And their goal is to become environmentally neutral by sometime in the mid 2030s. And they're just one of those examples. And, and European and, and Asian companies are a little farther ahead of us than we are here in the United States. But through our collaborations with companies uh, through our foreign offices in Israel, for example, where they have a very similar client to, uh, climate to central Arizona, they have uh, created and taken to scale very significant water projects that are public-private partnerships, right? These are very expensive, and there's opportunities for private industry to come in and create these new water sources or water-saving opportunities that, that the public sector can then utilize to support our, our population. So the, the, the waterfront is a great example of, of how this can be done, not just through identifying new sources, but through technology, interestingly enough, right? And, and it's all really very much dependent upon these these relationships, which will continue to develop. And countries like Israel are great examples of that we're working to emulate. Vic, um, before we go to Ryan, uh, I'd like to ask a question. So, you know, the good news is uh, the Inflation Reduction Act uh, is putting $369 billion into clean energy and electric vehicles. And that's really gonna support Arizona's economy. By my calculation, if we do it right, about 40 of that, 40 billion uh, uh, should come to Arizona. Um, but uh, Shelby mentioned resource planning and uh, besides water, the other area is energy. And in order to continue to attract companies here, I'm, I'm just gonna use an example and not mention any names, but there's a uh, photovoltaic manufacturer that's setting up shop here in Arizona. I recently talked to the chief technology officer and before he signed his lease, he was told by a utility that they would get all the power they needed within 12 to 18 months. And uh, the day I talked to him, he was told that's going to be three years. So, you know, we need to have the power and the water and other infrastructure that's necessary to continue to fuel this uh, massive growth that, that we've had. Um, how is um, the ACA uh, and, and other organizations within the state, you know, dealing with the energy demand? So energy is really multifaceted. Um, certainly battery is part of that. Hydrogen is part of that. Solar is part of that. We have literally dozens of projects in all of those sectors that we are working to bring to Arizona at all different parts along those verticals. And, you know, recently, We've been fortunate to bring Core Power here, a large battery manufacturer, LG Battery, a large battery G man battery manufacturer, um, American Battery Factory down in Tucson, another large battery manufacturer, working with a number of hydrogen and solar companies, not only in generation, but in production of devices to distribute and collect as well. So, you know, we get involved very strategically and, and tactically in these sectors because we understand the importance of diversity as it relates to not only water, but power. Based Because of our, our geography and our unique weather conditions, we're better suited than any other state to, to uh, be the home for that. And, and we're very aware of that. And that's part of the reason that we've targeted that and we're so successful at, at beginning to bring these here. So those are all really essential. And, and you know, you mentioned that company who, you know, got, got some unfortunate news that it's going to take longer than they anticipated. 
And there are real supply chain issues in just about every element of the economy that that are making a lot of things take longer than they normally have. I, I would love to talk to that company, Stephen, if I haven't already. Um, we have a really great history at the ACA of, I guess, our number one our number one activity is being a problem solver, is back to collaboration, um, bringing parties together and finding ways to do things differently than we've done them in the past to meet the needs of our community, whether it's the business community, our residents, whoever. We have, I think, a, a long record of success there. And Steve, I'd love to, like I said, connect with you offline and talk more about that one. Can't fix everything, but um, uh, certainly I, I think that we know how to work with folks to get things done that help us all become better. So I think another gene we have is the innovation gene, right? Uh, overcoming uh, things that you know people look at and they see as major problems, but uh, if you're innovative and creative, you can you can overcome these things. Mm -hmm. Ryan, did you want to add anything? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think anyone who's worked uh, with with public sector and and uh, uh, knows that you know there is generally you know little to no capacity for you know innovation. The cities are about keeping the lights on, right? Uh, we're fortunate at Arizona State University that we're driven by innovation. We have great leadership that has, has said we, we will innovate and we'll also will work with uh, cities to help them innovate and help connect uh, pro uh, 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 private sector and public sector. But for cities to have you know, uh, little to no budget for R&D and innovation and things like that. Uh, in many ways, we've, we're trying to solve that problem at the Cloud Innovation Center because that's the work that we're doing with cities in order to say, bring us your challenges and let us work with you uh, to workshop that. As Shelby mentioned, the Amazon's working backwards process, which is like a design thinking process of putting the customer at the center of the problem ideating a solution, not leading with a solution, but coming up with one based on the problem, and then being able to prototype and, and deliver to the city an open prototype that they can then you know, use to gain, uh, gain uh, buy-in from their leadership, uh, and then hopefully, obviously, to scale that to other cities. So I think, that, I think we've done that at, at a micro level. Obviously, uh, we need to scale that at a macro level. We can use a lot more resources to continue to help and support cities as as an event continues to grow, to be able to do that. Um, so I think that's one. Uh, I think that's one part of it, and and I think all of our agencies do that with the cities and and uh, it, it, to be able to help support their digital transformation journeys, as we'll call it. Um, another piece, which I think we can certainly touch on, is uh, the workforce development piece. So again, I'll go back to what uh, I mentioned earlier about ASU, and and we don't just offer four-year degree programs and master's degrees anymore. Uh, our, our learning enterprise is about the, the entire experience, the lifelong learner. We're advancing technologies like Pocket and the Trusted Learner Network, which are blockchain-backed technologies that will track a student's experience across their, you know, their entire learning uh, journey. And I think that's critically important for the university and also for our region as these technologies progress to be able to show, you know, in the same way you get a certification on LinkedIn to show that you have a skill set. So we're working on that certification piece, but also the education piece and the workforce development piece. Uh, as, as I know, again, all, all on this part, call R, and I think that's the critically important for, for taking advantage of the opportunities that we have. Thank you, Ryan. Um, I think I'll ask two questions here uh, that are related. Um, uh, 
first of all, what role does public policy play in the kind of partnerships that we're talking today? And, um, you know, and in making Arizona a more attractive place to, to do business. And then in addition to that, you know, we're in the midst of a legislative session right now. Uh, what kind of trends or priorities are you seeing uh, as this session rolls on? So, I mean, just a couple of thoughts, maybe. Uh, as you identified, Stephen, we're in the midst of a legislative session and have been doing this at the state level for a number of years, whether it's here or the state of Illinois. I learned a long time ago that it's really hard to predict what will come out of a legislative session at the end. It's a little bit like watching sausage being made. And so, you, you know, you, you keep track of things. But I, I think what's really positive about public policy uh, with our new governor is uh, a heightened focus work in our rural areas. Uh, it's something we've been working on very strenuously for the past three years at the Arizona Commerce Authority. You know, people from outside of Arizona think about Phoenix, right? They know Phoenix, but they don't know much more. And there's so much more to Arizona outside of just Phoenix. And so these efforts that we've been working on now for the last three years at the ACA to um, educate business and site selectors who work on behalf of businesses to learn more about areas outside of Arizona is really heightened with our new governor. We're really excited to take a number of these ideas, these public-private partnerships that we've talked about that we've done for some large companies that, that really needed a kickstart by these large companies. Now, now we see how this can work, right? Now we can bring in these smaller companies in rural areas to be part of this process because we've got the model built and we can bring them into these models so that they can benefit. So I think there's some really great ties on the public policy side, on the public-private side, um, and this whole culture of collaboration that we've talked about, tying that all together, now to bring it to areas outside of the Phoenix metropolitan area and, and outside of the Tucson areas as well too, and really make it a much more broad-based approach. And, and public policy will be important to that. And, and we really embrace this, this vision that the governor brings. By the way, I'll just mention a, a partnership um, between the Tech Council and ACA. Uh, Tech Council has been very much involved in sort of shaping the business climate, particularly around things like research and development and uh, supporting early stage companies and so on and so forth. And uh, then ACA gets those programs to administer. So we've worked sort of hand in hand over the years because ACA can't do public policy, if you will. They work at the demand of the governor. So uh, it's been a really good partnership uh, between our two organizations over the year as well. And Shelby, this is your realm. <laughs> it is, yes. Um, I can obviously talk about public policy all day if you gave me the opportunity. Um, this is my bread and butter. But uh, to Vic's point, I really think uh, good public policy can make the difference when it comes to cultivating successful public-private relationships. Just kind of going back to sustainable energy and just like thoughtful planning for the state. One of our leadership principles at Amazon is success and skill bring broad responsibility. And I think that uh, that is our guiding light when it comes to growing and innovating in a way that's thoughtful and intentional. And we're seeing that uh, same concept take place here in Arizona through policy. Uh, the governor's recent executive order, for example, establishing the Water Policy Council is a good example of keeping our growth in clear view and prioritizing our state's people and resources. 
And these also align with the priorities that we have at AWS. Uh, we recently made a water positive commitment to return more water to communities than we used by 2030. I also think that we have a lot of renewable energy goals. Amazon is the world, also the world's largest corporate buyer of renewable energy and continues to invest in renewable energy projects paired with energy storage. Uh, and Arizona is actually home to a 300 megawatt solar project paired with an 150 megawatt of battery storage that is providing the clean, reliable energy to AWS facilities in the area. Policy can help be the conduit for more of this innovation and this sustainability, helping to support the business community, promote more use of technology in the public sector, and also create opportunities that could benefit the local workforce like we discussed. The tech industry in many ways supports other businesses and their growth, and we believe that good po public policy can even help with that innovation. I, I want to mention, too, uh, we have Local First Arizona, Kimber Lanning, and Thomas Barr that do their show, uh, Arizona Good Business, as well. And when, Vic, when you're talking about really Arizona as this greater landscape beyond greater Phoenix, I know uh, Arizona Technology Council, as well as the ACA, work very closely with Local Arizona first as well. So I think it's important to, to give them a shout out as well. This has been a fascinating conversation. We have one more topic, an area of interest we want to make sure we get in, and that is around predictions for how public and private partnerships are going to continue to impact Arizona's evolution over the next five to 10 years. Take a shot at that. I'm happy to jump in here real quick and then, uh, and then I'll be done. So, uh, well, first of all, we talk about smart cities. So the ASU Cloud Innovation Center is a smart city cloud innovation center. Uh, don't ask me to define that just now, but we know that there are pieces of smart cities around things like the internet of things and connecting those smart technologies in the future that can help us make better informed decisions as cities. So I think there's um, it's really important for cities to be enabling interoperable technologies and platforms. Where we're at today is a lot of cities are trying out some things. And so what we're gonna see next is probably some standardization. Amazon has their smart territory framework, which in many ways offers, offers templates and tools for deploying a, a set of standards like what maybe Fiverr would offer. And so I think that's gonna be critically important for cities over the next five years is to be adopting those interoperable standards as they deploy their smart city solutions. Um, and then the other thing uh, just quickly is well, again, when we talk about partnerships, I think that we're getting beyond this idea of a, of a contractual agreement. Uh, it's, it's more than one plus one is two. Uh, partnerships are really becoming, um, how can we work together and play together and eat together and find new things to do together as we collaborate and we co-locate. Um, a great example of this was a few weeks back as I was working at the Cloud Innovation Center and collaborating with some, some folks from my the Cox team uh, and realized that the Amazon team was working on a very similar problem. And so it kind of becomes this, uh, you know, and we, and so we end up talking and, and collaborating together. Um, that reminds me a bit of kind of what happened in Silicon Valley, right? Where you have all the best minds getting together, solving problems and tackling them. So we have, we have a little bit of that here. Uh, that's exciting. I think that you can see that uh, weave its way through a lot of the conversation that we have, uh, where, where Arizona is becoming sort of this premier destination for, great minds and great companies and great educators to help advance us into the into this uh, city of the future and what that will look like in the next five to ten years. By the way, Ryan, uh, we've been doing a smart city and IoT conference now for maybe five or six years. Uh, we'll have to get you involved with that. Love to be a part of it. Thank you. 
Ryan, dare I say the Silicon Valley of the sun? I love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm excited about our state's future. Uh, I believe Arizona sees the value of these collaborations, which is a huge strength uh, for our state and is laying an excellent foundation for years to come. Because Arizona has been so open about the relationships with the private sector, it's easy to envision more possible investment from the tech community and other industries, too. And I'm confident that the growing tech ecosystem in Arizona is likely to have even more to offer. And it's exciting to think about all the investments in technology that could be leveraging future events. I mean, who knows? Maybe even another Super Bowl in the next 10, 5, 10 years, right? And, and just from the ACA's perspective, very briefly, uh, Shelby said it so well, um, but I'll just add that I don't know exactly how we solve all these problems, but we have a culture here in Arizona that will figure it out. And it is just amazing how we do this day in and day out. And we don't take no for an answer. We work to solve problems to create a, a better society. And public policy will have a big part of that as well, the business community and our educational partners. So um, I know we're going to get it done um, with all three working together. Fantastic conversation today. We definitely had the right set of people here, didn't we, Steve? We did. I want to thank you all again for being here and sharing your expertise as well as your time. You've been listening to AZ TechCast brought to you by Phoenix Business Radio X. Today's AZ TechCast was also brought to you by Arizona Commerce Authority, the state's leading economic development organization with a streamlined approach to grow and strengthen Arizona's economy. So thank you again, Vic and team. If you're interested in being a podcast participant or a sponsor for the council's AZ TechCast, please contact marketing at aztechcouncil.org to learn more about the opportunities to further position yourself as a tech expert, influencer, and innovator. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thank you again for joining AZ TechCast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of AZ TechCast with Arizona Technology Council, featuring leading tech and business experts that help influence and shape our great state and the industries they serve.